0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to discuss on today's show. The Islanders' new arena has its official name, as the naming rights have been uh, contracted for and will be a 20-year agreement. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about an injured player returning to practice for the Islanders We've got a very special Islanders birthday of the day and a look at some more of the matchups in the upcoming playoff contest against the Florida Panthers. So lots to talk about. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, feel free to send us an email. The email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air as we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind, you can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes and happenings from the world of the New York Islanders. All right, let's get started. Plenty to talk about today as we are getting closer and closer to the time when the Islanders head up to Toronto to begin their playoff run, and hopefully it will be a lengthy one. First bit of news coming yesterday, the Islanders' Belmont Park Arena now has an official name. It will be called the UBS Arena. Named uh the naming rights paid for by a Swiss-based investment bank and financial services company. The deal is for twenty years, and essentially <clears throat> the message coming uh from Tim Lewicki, who is uh the head of Oakview Group. He's their CEO. It said that UBS intended to quote send a strong message about their commitment to the future of the city, the metropolitan area, and the economy, end quote, in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. So, right now, uh, it is going to be the UBS Arena, and I'll tell you, I I mean, look, I, I don't know much about the company, Uh, the investment bank and financial services company known as UBS that is doing the naming rights. But man, oh man, is this ripe for parody and jokes and all kinds of things Uh, with the initials BS. Uh, I I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes down. But uh, look, naming rights are a big part of sports nowadays. Uh, A 20-year deal, obviously, giving income to the arena, to the Islanders, to everybody else, and uh, hopefully it can be put to good use. So, from now on, the Belmont Park Arena will be the UBS Arena at Belmont. And, uh, yeah, uh, let the jokes begin, but let's also uh, be thankful that the Islanders found a uh, sponsor to pay for the naming rights, and we move on, basically, from there. Meanwhile, uh, some news from the practice arena on Wednesday. Leo Kamarov back on the ice for the first time uh, since the Islanders reopened their official camp, and that is certainly good news. Kamarov had a full face shield on, apparently, he has some kind of facial injury right now, but he was on the ice, and what that means, by the way, is that the Islanders, for the first time since camp opened uh, nine days or ten days ago, rather, they had full attendance of all their players, and no Islanders have opted out of the playoffs, so at the end of the day, Kamarov is the last player who had been held out. Now, he still wasn't skating with the main group, did not partake in the scrimmage, but uh, Kamarov will be, you know, gradually integrated back, and here's what Barry Trotz had to say after practice on Wednesday. Leo has lost a little bit of ground, but he's up to date. He's been in on every meeting. When he's ready to get ramped in and be with the group, will allow him back in. So, you know, again, the Islanders basically getting their full roster back. Everybody is healthy. Everybody is hopefully ready to go. And that is important for the Islanders because, look, you want Barry Trotz to have a full list of choices. You want the Islanders' depth and talent to be fully available. That is a good problem to have. So, we'll see what happens uh, going forward, but right now, it looks like uh, everybody's healthy, and hopefully it stays that way, and now the tough choices for trots have to be made. By the way, scrimmage held Wednesday, and... Basically, uh, the blue team wins over the white team two to nothing, with both Oliver Wallström and Kiefer Bellows scoring for the blue squad. So uh, the two former number one picks, the two rookies, the two guys who we said might be able to play themselves into the lineup somewhere, whether it be you know most likely on that third line, but uh, both of them scoring in today's scrimmage, and again, you know what? These guys probably have a higher burden if they want to get into the lineup, because at the end of the day, you know, they're trying to, they have to outplay somebody who's already established and in the lineup, and they have a higher burden, you know, they've got to beat somebody else out. Tie goes usually to the champion, and at the end of the day, their job is to make Barry Trotz's decision as difficult as possible. And the encouraging sign is at least during Wednesday's intra squad scrimmage, they appear to be doing just that. Hey, we all know how difficult it can be buying car parts. You know, you, you go out behind the you go up to the counter, there's a guy back there with a computer, you don't know what he sees. They give you a different price sometimes if you're a do-it-yourselfer, a higher price than they'll give a professional mechanic. It really can be intimidating and confusing, but never at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and look their catalog online is unique it's easy to navigate quickly you can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Alright, so uh, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, again, not a lot of birthdays this week. We sort of have to go a day early on this one. But happy birthday one day early to former Islanders goalie Robin Lehner, who will turn 29 On Friday, that's July 24th. Laner, of course, spent one season with the Islanders. That was 2018 2019. He won the Masterton and Jennings trophies that year with the Islanders. Put up some impressive numbers that helped the Islanders reach the playoffs a year ago. Uh, A 2.13 Goals against average, a save percentage of 9.30 and a record of 25.13 and 5 for Robin Lehner and six shutouts, by the way. But more than anything, you know, Robin Lehner was a special player for the Islanders and for their fans because here is a guy who had played in Ottawa played in Buffalo before joining the Islanders, Uh, originally a second-round pick of the Senators back in 2009. But right before signing with the Islanders, right before the season got underway a year ago, we hear about Lehner and his battle with depression and anxiety and his mental health issues, and it took a lot of courage for Lehner to come forward and talk about that and make himself vulnerable to the fans. Because look, let's face it, in the game of hockey, uh opposing fans especially will do almost anything to try to get under the skin of an opposing player. And, you know, I have heard, you know, all kinds of uh things said about you know, even, you know, some Islanders players, for example, what Ranger fans used to say about Dennis Potvan was horrible and, you know, not true. And yet, you know, they said it trying to get under Potvan's skin. It never worked, of course, but, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of seems to go a lot of ways where, uh, if a player has a past drug history or a, an arrest record or whatever it may be. Uh, Uh, if there's an incident or an ex-girlfriend, whatever it may be, fans, especially rival fans, will chant something and try to get them off their game. So by coming, going public and talking about his own battles with mental health, Lehner not only made himself vulnerable, but he did a public service for other people out there who often feel embarrassed or stigmatized because of mental health. And, you know, by going public, he may have helped a lot of other people who are struggling and say, hey, you know what? If Robin Lehner, uh, a pro athlete who I admire, if he's able to A, seek help for this and B, overcome it or control it, come back and play as well as Lehner did with the Islanders, uh, that is further inspiration for fans out there. So, you know, courage, a lot of courage, a lot of guts, a lot of fortitude shown by Robin Lehner, and he quickly became a fan favorite uh, for the New York Islanders last year. And we're going to go back and look at the very first game he played in goal for the Islanders, October 8, 2018, at the Barclays Center. 8,790 fans on hand as the San Jose Sharks come to town. Martin Jones is the goaltender for San Jose. Obviously, Robin Lehner, the goalie for the Islanders. The first period was scoreless. The Islanders had a pair of power play chances. The Sharks had just one. But in the second period... Evander Kane of San Jose headed off for slashing, and the Islanders were able to cash in. Anders Lee gets the power play goal, his second tally of the season, from Josh Bailey and Matt Barzal at 1434, and the Islanders held a 1-0 lead. They took that lead into the locker room at the second intermission, and uh, came out in the third trying to hold on to that one goal advantage. In the third, the Islanders add to it. Scott Mayfield gets his first of the year, assist to Casey Zizekas at 5-16. Then Matt Martin tallied for the first time. This was only the third game of the season. Martin, his first from Valtteri Filppula and Leo Kamarov. Islanders three and the Sharks nothing. Then with Cal Clutterbuck in the box for interference, the uh, sharks pull Martin Jones in a desperate attempt to try to get back into the game, and Casey Cizikas makes them pay. He tallies the empty net goal, shorthanded empty net goal. Johnny Boychuk with the only helper at the time of the goal, 1904, and the Islanders skate away to a four-to-nothing win, despite the fact that they were outshot in this game by a total of 35-30, to 35 saves for Robin Lehner to earn his first shutout with the Islanders. Casey Sezekis was the only multiple point getter for the Islanders. Sezekis, Clutterbuck, Thomas Hickey, and Matt Martin all led the Islanders with a plus-two, plus-minus rating. As far as shots on goal, Anders Lee had six, but the big story was Robin Laner, who got his first shutout as an islander in his first game as an islander, as the Islanders defeated the San Jose Sharks by a score of four to nothing. That's on October eighth, twenty eighteen. Happy birthday one day early to Robin Laner, a fan favorite and a man I deeply respect. And uh now uh, a player who is getting ready for the playoffs with his new team, the Vegas Golden Knights. As always, uh, whenever there's a good story up on the Islanders official website or some good pictures, I will always try to bring it to your attention so you can check it out. Nice interview with uh, Anthony Bavillier talking about his, uh, you know, how he spent the quarantine how he uh, kept in shape and did his training, and a nice little quote that I will read from Brock Nelson about Bovillier. Uh, he said he's highly skilled, he's quick, he's like a water bug out there all the time, creating turnovers and making plays. He can do a little bit of everything, which is nice. It's pretty easy to read off him and be able to make some plays. Whenever I play with him, I just try to feed off that and push the pace a little bit more to hang with him. And, uh, you know, Bovillier talked a little bit about his uh, training regimen. He went back home to uh, the province of Quebec and uh, was able to work out. And again, check out the article. Nicely done, interesting piece. And, you know, Anthony Bovillier back and, and, and eager to get back into action as the Islanders prepare to take the ice. Meanwhile, uh, another nice piece on Ilya Sorokin, a lot of uh, material about him, but some nice quotes in The Athletic, courtesy of Arthur Staple, talking about uh, some people who played against Sorokin or saw Sorokin play regularly in the KHL, and uh what they basically think his impact will be in the n h l and Mike polino, who was a coach out in russia uh for many many years uh and saw Sorokin you know work his way through the ranks, basically went as far as to say and i won't uh I won't extensively quote the article, but he said he could have the same impact Dominic Hasek had, and Sorokin is a much better technical goalie. He's a hard worker. He's the real deal, believe me. And he goes on to talk about uh, why. So encouraging news about Ilya Sorokin. Look, we already know he's won a Gagarin Cup, uh, was a playoff MVP, was by far, the the best goalie in the KHL for a number of years, so obviously that is encouraging news, to say the least, when you talk about uh, Sorokin and what he potentially will mean to the New York Islanders going forward, and uh, hopefully we will see uh, a lot of him starting next season in between the pipes for the Isles. Meanwhile, a little bit of news concerning the Florida Panthers. Uh, Yesterday, two of their top defensemen were out uh, for practice, were not on the ice, and we're talking about uh, Chase Prisky and Aaron Ekblad, and Ekblad would certainly be a big loss for them. Quenville, Joel Quenville, their coach, uh, optimistic that Ekblad will be back. Here's his quote. We'll see on Prisser, but Eck should be back soon, so we have to see how that ends up playing out, and, you know, here's another thing, kind of frustrating. The NHL has announced that they are just going to say that players who are injured or who have coronavirus, who are sick, they're just going to say they are unavailable to play, and I don't like that, to be honest with you. I mean, in the past, look, I understand wanting to protect the privacy of a player who may have coronavirus, although there's no shame necessarily uh, in getting COVID-19. This is a pandemic. It's not like uh, these players are necessarily doing anything wrong if they can track the virus. But at the end of the day, the league wants to respect the players' privacy, in the past, you know, up until now, what the NHL traditionally did, they would say, you know, upper body injury, lower body injury, and that would be the extent of it, and the logic behind it was always that the NHL uh, didn't want, you know, if a player was nursing an ankle injury, for example, they didn't want the opposing team to, know about that specifically, and target the ankle if the guy is still out there on the ice, jeopardizing that player's health. I didn't didn't always necessarily even agree with that. You look at what the National Football League traditionally has done, and, you know, they are overly sensitive that, you know, probably originally because they didn't want gamblers having inside information. The NFL you know, requires teams to report not just that a player is injured, but specifically what's wrong, you know, knee injury, left knee injury, sprained, you know, whatever it is, ankle, uh, shoulder. The NFL is very particular about it. In concussion protocol, the NHL, very general, and now they're not even going to do that. It's going to be a straight, hey, this guy is just unavailable to the team right now. And unfortunately, what it may end up doing more than anything is creating all kinds of speculation and all kinds of questions that nobody is going to be looking to answer. At the end of the day, when you look at it, I usually believe, unless there is something that is private, uh, you're better off allowing the fans and the media to know that a player is injured and and be a little bit more specific than, you know, unable to play. I understand the, the desire for privacy, but I think in the end, this is a little bit of a misguided policy by the league, but that is the way they are going to go. So, look, whenever someone is unavailable to play, we will let you know right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the game of hockey, and if you listened to yesterday's show, uh, I talked a little bit about Ilya Sorokin on there, so definitely check out the latest episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, we're one day closer to the return of hockey, and of course, Let's go Islanders.